the Six Pointer Podcast. Welcome to this Danish Superliga special of the Six Pointer Podcast. Uh, so today we'll be going to the uh, Esberg versus Bromby uh, Danish Super League game. We're going to bring you the talking points uh, and reaction from half time, um, some of the uh, experiences from the first Danish Super League game, which both myself and my brother Matthew Tour, who is here with me. Pleasure to have you, Matthew. How are Hello, you? Hello, thank you. The pod on tour. Pod on tour. Here we are in Denmark. Yeah. Very, very pleased to be taking the pod on tour with you. Um, my first, what is it my first appearance? If we count, if we count the pub rant, really. I don't well, know the pub rant was a bonus, wasn't it? So, okay. but, but we are here um, on tour. This is the first time we've taken the pod on tour. So we're going to be talking about the Esberg versus Bromby game, um, Day Super League Special. Also, we'll be talking about... Uh, our experience for the last football game we went to in England, which was uh, Palace versus West Ham, of course. And then uh, yep. also there is a little matter of Palace in the FA Cup this evening. Um, and we're playing Doncaster Rovers away. Which um, unfortunately clashes with this game. It does. So, so we're not able to watch that one. So we're, 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 unfortunately, we'll only be able to bring you the... Um, our discussion from the highlights of that. We'll read the BBC Sport uh, review of it and maybe give you our view on the BBC Sport review. Can I just say before we get involved, any further involved in the pod, uh, a big shout out to uh, Fuller, aka Richard. Uh, you're not here, mate, but you're here in spirit. It is. So it is a bit. We're having a beer for you, mate. We're having a beer yeah. for you, definitely, here in Denmark. Have I'll drink yours. Well, yeah, Matthew will have yours. <laughs> of course, he will be having Cheers, cheers Fuller. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Mate. I haven't one for you now. But um, yeah, looking forward to this, our first uh, pod on tour. And obviously, it'll be an experience. There'll be a, a learning curve for us all. But um, the next time you'll hear from us will be half time at the Espers versus Bromby game. Um, so yeah, the next time you hear from us will be that reaction. So, um, chat you soon. See you then. So here we are back at six point podcast half time at Esberg versus Bromby and the score is Esberg one, Bromby nil. Matthew Till, your reaction to the first half? Well, you can't say they didn't deserve it. Uh, Esberg have been good going forward. Um, number ten, you have to remind me his name. Holes? Is it Holes? Carlo Holes. Yeah. Holes on loan from uh, Copenhagen. He, he's, he's he's been the best player by a country mile. Um, he's not afraid to go forward, not far to not afraid to attack. Um, and um, yeah, all over they've been better team, haven't they? Really, Num- number five at the back. Again, you tell me his name. Thirty-four years old is cultured. So, so as, as, as a pair in the centre back, they're really centre back team that are really good. Um, so yeah, they deserve their lead. Bromby, Bromby look a good team, but just in the final third, they're wasteful. Their shape's good, isn't it? You have got to say that when they're out of possession, you, their shape is good, but. When they're in possession, the final they're just yeah, like you say, wasteful. They haven't got any end product at the moment. I don't know whether it's because they're missing. Uh, there's a certain player I went to see, which is called. Oh, hello! We've got a bit of a cheerleader action here. We've got um, Kamil Wilkhelm, who is a, a Polish uh, centre forward. I went to see. I don't know if he's injured or suspended, but there's someone is certainly lacking a cutting edge. I'd say. Yeah, the, the, the final further. They've got a right back here, number two, who. Um, 
he's really good going forward. He's clearly got the right idea. He's an absolute unit as well. Jens Martin Pamably is his name. Absolute unit. He's huge for a right back. He's got to be about six foot four. Or something. It's not as if he's like comes in a ball either. He's, he's nimble. He's happy to go at the, the left back. It's just when they get into the box, it's, they, they seem to be defunct of ideas. But the thing that the thing the best thing for me for this whole experience is the match day experience. If you want to call it that. Um, the fact you walk in and the minute you walk in there's people there to greet you with and people are like this some people are like this in England but flags got and hats flag, got a flag well, hats, hats for the children and then you can walk in you can get a pint of beer you can bring the pint of beer to the stand have a hot dog I've had two already choices of hot dogs it's just um, it's quite a family working experience it's nice isn't it it's nice it's, it, I mean, it's, 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 I know, there's people sitting around us right now and they've got blankets on their <laughs> on their laps you know people come prepared but on the other opposite end of the scale, you've got literally where we're sitting. To our left of us, you've got the Bromby Ultras. Yeah. We're making a hell of a noise. You know, they've been letting off flares pre-game as well. And Matt, tell us a little bit about their, their pre-game ritual as well, because that was quite interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, so I, I like that. So each player has a song, which I suppose, uh, thinking about us as Palace fans, all the, all the players generally have a song. But they just have a song, the players then go for respect, Matt. When, when the Bromby fans are singing the players' songs as part of the warm-up, the players will go over applaud it and then kind of hold their hand up and there's a bit of a oh moment <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's quite nice to see wasn't it it's that? good as a bit of a fist pumping action it's kind of a there's a real link out here between the players and the fans there's a connection nice say, yeah and you're right there's, there's the ultra side of things which you know if you want to go and jump around and do that sort of thing it's for them we saw that for ourselves in, in the town centre earlier people letting off flares and yeah. all sorts of having a beer weren't we but, but, but to be honest with you at home in England, that's kind of seen a bit of uh, a, a bit aggressive, a bit conversational. Yeah. Over here, it's all part of the fun, and, 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 and yeah, over here it does seem more fun. It seems more more family oriented. But yeah, there's kind of if you want to go and jump around and do the singing stuff, it's that. If you want to be the more family oriented stuff, it's that as well. And it's not that far apart, like you say, they're to the left, the other dot to the right. But everyone seems to be getting involved. So the, the, old, the old Espo massive do need to up their game to be fair, though, because they're being outsung by the Bromley massive. On there, to be fair, I mean, it's it's it's, it's a bit. It's a bit like being under a patch. I mean, I think obviously Bombay are obviously a larger team. I don't think it's any disrespect to Esberg to say that. Uh, Bombay are a larger team. They've got a bigger reputation and, and, uh, and that in Europe. But um, Esberg, to be at home, I mean, it's 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 a half empty crowd. I think we've been saying it. The stadium's it half feels, empty. It feels like a championship game uh, in terms of quality on the pitch and also yes, on the stadium. But, but you know, it doesn't take away from the experience. I reckon the Esberg gang need to get on the Carlsberg. We've had a few. We've had a few. We're enjoying it, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Making the most of it. The cheerleaders are finished now, which is good, because hopefully they're shut up. And hopefully they'll be able to hear us over there. But, going back to the football, can we just talk about the goal, which is obviously the match between the two sides. Great finish, wasn't it, from uh, number seven, who is, let me get a bit of paper out, make a team sheet out. Yeah. Ball from the right-hand side, and uh, number seven in the middle, who was... Johnny Calcum? Johnny Williams. Johnny, yeah, Johnny Williams. Williams on loan over here. It was a little, it was a cheeky, cheeky little opponent, wasn't it? A little, little back heel, uh, which defied the keeper, went into the far corner. So, to be fair, to be fair, right, no one listens to this, he's going to see the goal. But the goal was nice. A nice little flick. You, you wouldn't look out of place in the Premier League. But to be fair, for Bromby, number uh, sorry, Esberg, number ten has been the star of the show. Um, yeah, and, and now and now on the pitch we have a uh, penalty challenge over the Palace. But my problem is, is that the goalkeeper is actually saving the penalty kicks. Now at, 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 at Celeste you've got Pete the Eagle, who is 
Big up, Pete. Just letting them go in. And this, this goalkeeper's actually actively trying to save them. And just let him in, mate. You know what I mean? The, kid, the kid's on the field. He wants to score a penalty. You know what I mean? Just let him in is what I think. I think this is a bit... Oh, no, here we go. We've got no one stepping up here. Is he going to score? Nice, yes. good, nice, good. Into the roof and I think good, good, good fist bump celebration. This kind of stuff, though, and I think this is where Palace are good. This is all part of the fan experience of football. It's nice to see people getting children involved and football clubs getting children involved. Family. The one thing to note from this stadium, though, it's a really nice stadium, really nice little stadium. You know, you could say, uh, uh, you know, your two grounds, big, your grounds too big for you and all that. Sparsely populated. <laughs> But their corporate is selling out, mate. Their corporate is right. Oh, it is absolutely right. To be fair, we, we should also say that this is the first game back after the Danish Super League or winter break. Um, so, to be fair, that probably has quite an effect on it. Well, I'm quite surprised to, to see the to see the stadium not this empty because obviously I think our stand, which is on which is which is on the length of the pitch, is quite packed, and you've got both ends of the ultras corners that are quite busy. But apart from that, it seems to be quite sparsely populated. I mean, underneath us, we're in the top tier. Underneath us, it, it, there's sort of terracing and a few seats, um, which is sparsely populated. But I don't know. I, I I just expected a few more people. Maybe I think. I mean, I bought tickets to the, um, the game, which we'll talk to you about uh, uh, later, Pop, which is FC Midgets versus Town, um, which is which is very hard to get tickets. Oh my God, that kid's absolutely skied that. Sorry, that kid's absolutely skied that. Better. He's he's having a night, he's looking up to eyes. Oh, he's burying his face. But um, but yeah, here we are now. So um, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to bring you back um, next time with our uh, thoughts about the uh, the final game. Obviously, one 0 at the moment to. Uh, Esberg versus Bromby. We'll bring you our thoughts with the uh, the final score, as well as um, some thoughts about the Palace versus West Ham game and the reaction to Palace versus Doncaster. So uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll speak to you in a little bit. See you, part three. Take care. Back to the uh, Six Pointer podcast um, with myself, Luke Till, and Matthew Till. How are you? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, uh, the uh, the day after, the morning after the night before, and we're oh, both indeed. feeling suitably ropey um, after a few too many beers last night, celebrating uh, Fsburg's two-one win against Bromby. I'm blaming the Carlsberg. Well, you can blame the Carlsberg. I, I blame that funny dark beer that oh. was. Um, deceptively strong but anyway we were here on the train at the moment in between um, Esberg and uh, Hernin because we're on our way to go and see um, current Danish Super League champions FC Midtjylland play Alborg this evening and um, we're just pulling out of the station called Vard um, no idea where that is it's about a quarter of the way in between but anyway back to the match last night Matthew um, obviously uh, <laughs> two, two one win for, for, for um, Esberg and uh, just found out that Bromby have in fact sacked their manager after last night's result. Are you surprised given their inept performance? Well, it wasn't that bad, was it really? I mean, so 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 they were they were okay as a team. I think I said yesterday going forward, it's where they had problems. Yeah. Um, you can only think there's well, there's obviously got to be more to it than just last night's performance. Yeah, well, of course, yeah, yeah. But weren't weren't they quite evenly matched in terms of league position last night? So I guess I think so. Yeah. Yeah, probably as a, a position in there, and they were they were quite a way off the pace in terms of. Well, just, just finishing the job really they need to do. So, and and um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know the context. I can't really comment on it too much, other than to say that they've clearly got some things they need to work on um, in, 
in terms of uh, the finished product, final product going forward. Yeah, well, I mean, um, going back to the, the goals then, the ones that we didn't comment on because they came in the second half. So obviously, uh, Esper scored. I think it was only like five minutes into the second half. Yeah, it was early, the goal, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, the ball came over the top, and it was a good finish from the edge of the box, low into across the keeper, um, which was a good goal. And then I think, to be fair, Bromby didn't really turn up until the last sort of ten minutes when they decided, oh, we need to give it a go, and that's when they started piling the pressure. And Esper sort of sat back and sort of tried to soak up some of the pressure. Um, and uh, Bromby got their consolation only a couple minutes before the end. I think it was. It was they were tapping, wasn't there, after a, sort of a quite a, 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 a scrappy sort of cross across the box. Yeah, I mean, considering, you know, 2-0 it, it, quite early on the second half, you felt the game was a bit done. Yeah. And the second half kind of petered out a bit. But then, yeah, like you said, the last 10 minutes got really good and then they got their late goal. And um, actually, the, the, the home crowd really got going then. Yeah. It was only when it was 2-1 that they really, I mean, apart from the ultras, the, the, the rest of them around us, who, you know, the blanket crew on their legs, they, was, they yeah. stood up, they just woke up. Yeah, maybe they've yeah, moved. I, I, got I, I think that might have. Oh, so we've got an announcement here on the train. Good. Oh, yeah, yeah very good. good. No, I understood that. Um, um, I think the, the highlight for me, though, and probably why a lot of people stood up around us, when you dropped your beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're absolutely gutted that you dropped your uh, your beer everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily that was near the end. But so did, did, it was near did, time to go home. I, I think that's why the bloke with the blanket stood up because his, his blanket was soaked in, soaked in Carlsberg. But, I forgot yeah. about that. Thanks for reminding me about that. That's all right. No worries. Yeah, just, uh, always here to remind you of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, an eventful night and a good, a good experience. Isn't it first good, Super League experience? It was good. Like we said yesterday, the whole experience was, was the thing. You know, there, there was a game of football on and that was um, you know obviously what we were there for but more so I'd say I was there for the experience of going to a, a game in Denmark you know at that level and um, like we said the beer and the, the, the hot dogs and everything we were through it but also you know the kind of the different atmospheres and um, yeah the, 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 I found the stadium really interesting because it was relatively modern wasn't it really? Well, it had been, it'd been um redeveloped I think about sort of five ten years ago and they actually play under 21 international football games there so I think last year England played uh, Denmark under 21s there I know I think it was it might be one nil. I know Solanke scored um, so yeah it's been obviously been done up to a certain standard mm. um, to, to comply with UEFA um, regulations and a lot of them though when you see on the telly we saw quite a few games yesterday didn't we, on the telly because yeah. they, they've got really good coverage over here of their, of their top league pretty much every game is on telly you know, yeah and, and you know you can see most of the stadiums are relatively modern yeah. most of them don't seem to be packed although you said you think tonight might be a different um, so not, tonight situation. will be really busy I know, well, just because just of the fact I know that Midland are, are obviously the, the current Danish Super League champions. This is their first home game after um, the winter break. Alborg are also, a, a, you know, a relatively large team. Um, and yeah, from when I, when I bought the tickets, there were sort of not many seats available still. So um, I think it'll be a good game. Be, yeah, I think it'll be quite a little bit of a different experience in terms of uh, atmosphere. Um, I think we're actually sitting a bit more towards the away fans so that'd be quite interesting tonight anyway but um, yeah that again that, that stadium we're going to tonight I think it was built in 2005 um, so yeah really really modern stadium and yeah looking forward to it also, also looking forward to trying this the hot dogs again so yeah let's see if you can eat more than two in a, in a <laughs> minute game but okay let's, let's move on to the next bit and what to talk about which was the last English football game we uh, attended to uh, which was uh, Crystal Palace 1 West Ham United 1 um, your thoughts on that, Matthew? I guess oh, we, we could start with the, with the West Ham goal, which was the uh, the penalty given away by Vicente Guaita. Yeah, and so partly Patrick Van Aanholt. You yeah, I was, was going to say PVA is more to blame for that one. I think. I think the keeper had to come for it, and Antonio was just relatively um, 
I suppose, clever about... He turned his man quite well, didn't he? He got to, he got to the ball first, that's yeah. the main thing. I mean, it, it's kind of a bit of a battle of um, a battle of legs as to who's going to get for the ball in that sort of situation. And, and they both went for it and he got to the ball enough that meant the keeper, when he clattered him, that was it. It was, it was, always, it was always going to be a penalty. And you, I, I heard quite a lot of stuff about... Um, well, around us, you know, the people people were on their feet consistently, but the ref, and that's interesting, he gave a couple of dodgy ones, so that the Aaron Wan-Bissaka yellow card was no way a yellow card. He got the ball easily, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, I mean, whether he got the man afterwards, I haven't seen a replay, but whether he got the man afterwards anyway, but apart from that, I think there was much that the ref did wrong, to be honest with you. No, and uh, this is a, a constant bugbear of mine, is that the refs are, uh, you know, a scapegoat, and I mean, Royal, Royal Hodgson often says that the standard of referee in, in the Premier League is better than... 90% of everywhere else to be fair I mean you're going to have to look at the game last night to see the referee and was, was quite strange in the sense that he gave some strange decisions but um, yeah I, I, I don't really subscribe to this fact that you know the referees have got some sort of palace bias which which these fans sort of seem to think I, I, I don't get it but you know whatever I mean football's about opinions isn't it yeah, absolutely. and it's, it's also about the whole sort of pantomime the sort of yeah. you know everyone's got to have a, a, a sort of a, an enemy and a, you know a, yeah. a kind of enemy but yeah but, I mean, I mean in, terms, in terms of the game itself first half yeah I mean probably West Ham are probably the better team I like, thought they were I, you thought, I, I, yeah. thought, I thought especially across the middle they're, they're, it was, they had a midfield five and so did we and I thought their midfield five was just so much better which you'd expect for the money which they spent yeah. as well yeah Anderson and, and, yeah, and Anderson. Uh, the light were good Noble, Noble, Noble Rice was good. Rice was quite good and he ran it quite well Antonio I know he's sort of playing wing back but I thought he was really good I was quite impressed by him yeah so, so first on they probably edged it and fair play you know one up at a penalty and then the second half all Palace come out looked really good um, we dominated the second half I think it's fair yeah. to say Hodgson clearly gave it a rocket um, and um, uh, and yeah, I think we deserved. I think one was probably a, a fair result. I think so. Yeah, fair yeah. result on the scheme of things. Um, I mean, sort of huffed and puffed, and I, I, you know, there's a few sort of chances to talk about the Macarthur one where he sort of went through um, for a ball from PVA and sort of was waiting for the keeper to go down. Um, so I still haven't seen the replay of that. Have you I, not? I, I remember seeing it there and then, thinking, "Oh my God, that was a miss and a half." But he, I think he, he just overforced it. He was thinking too much about it. I mean, he sort of made the keeper commit to go down. And he could have slotted it across him, but he decided to try and chip him because obviously the people went down on the floor. Oh, another announcement there. Good. Um, yeah, so he made the keeper go down on the floor and tried to chip him, and then just just got it wrong. Um, but he's not a striker, you know, so uh, he could have could have squared it. But I don't think he had any eyes apart from anything else apart from the goal. But the Palace goal obviously was was Wilf. Um, good work from Macarthur. Almost redeemed himself to get the ball through to him and, and sort of puffed and puffed like Jim Mac does and doesn't give up. Um, yeah. Got the ball through to Wilf, which, which he sort of smashed it in off the uh, off the off the defender. Um, but yeah, like, I think me and you both said at the time, you know, the fans around us. I know it was sort of London derby, and there was sort of 15 minutes to go. I'm going mental, and I was just sort of thinking, hang on, like, like, <laughs> we're not winning it. It's, it's, it's only yeah. one all, you know. It's, 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 it's still sort of another 15 minutes to go. We could have won the game. I guess the feeling was, yeah, the momentum was there, relief um, maybe as well. Yeah, a bit of that. But also, but I think Palace had the momentum second half, couldn't they? And it, it was a game we could push on the one. But given given how good West Ham were in the first half, and maybe off the pace Palace were, um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I take a draw against them in that in that in those sort of conditions, and um, yeah, and then obviously the FA Cup game yesterday. Yeah, I, I think to be fair, to just just final point on that is that it shows how far Palace have come. The fact that West Ham have spent the money they have, and yet we're able to sort of go toe to toe to them and, and almost look on level pegging, if not especially in the second half, a better team. So um, yeah, quite pleased with, with the result. And obviously, um, it sets us up quite nicely for the rest of the season. Um, let's touch a little bit on the FA Cup game, which was uh, Doncaster nil, Crystal Palace two yesterday. Obviously. 
we had a, a clash. We were at the Espo Bombay Games. We couldn't see the game. Well, 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 we did try. So we did. I was fair to say we did try and watch a bit. We streamed on before the game, didn't we? But there was yeah. too much beer going on and uh, yeah. not not a lot of it. But to, to, I mean, to be honest, I think we watched like ten minutes before the game, didn't we? And it didn't necessarily look like a great game. And I think from what I've read, uh, and obviously we've watched the extended highlights as well, um, didn't look like an absolute classic. And there's people on Twitter saying that Palace never got out of second gear, really. But it looks, it looks like from what when we, like you're saying from the highlights and bits, it looks like Doncaster gave it a go. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was a, as a cup game. Um, you could hear the Palace fans. Good turn off for Palace fans. Who was good to see. Three thousand there apparently. We yeah. obviously we did Doncaster, didn't we? Um, in the twenty eleven uh, season. Was, uh, season after that, I mean, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, we went, yeah. Yeah, it's a good, it's good little ground to go to. It's one of the nicer, what I call the nicer, newer grounds. Yeah. One of the better ones. Yeah, I mean, you're um, not too far from the pitch, are you? Mm. And I think it's used as a rugby stadium as well, I think. Is it? Um, okay. I think so. I might be making it up, but I think so. Probably. I think it's Manu. probably making it up, yeah. Just, just plucking things <laughs> up, yeah. Um, you know, conversation. Um, but no, yeah, yeah I, I think obviously 2-0 Palace. Um, Schluppy got his, his, his goal where he sort of picked the ball up inside his own half mm. and then ran forward. And, you know, I'm, I think I've said in the pod before, I'm a big fan of Jeffrey Schluppy. Yeah. I think he's one of the unsung heroes along with people like Martin Kelly. Particularly, both did good jobs yesterday, apparently. Particularly this second half of the season. I'd say first half when he was used first half of the season, sparingly, fair play, but it was a bit hit and miss. But I think he's definitely on form at the minute and he deserves to be in the team. Um, another one who kind of getting a bit more of a go recently is Meyer, isn't it? Yeah, so he's someone who I've, I've not not disliked, but I've I've always thought that people are, are are sort of basing their opinions on him based on reputation of his, you know, the fact that Arsenal wanted him before he came to us, and you know, hype, he, he, it? he's the hype in the building. No, and I'm I'm more of the opinion that you should you should always base your opinion of a player on what you actually see him in mm-hmm. the flesh rather than this, you know, this sexy name of Max Mayer, and that's why he's he, people wanted to play ahead of Jeffrey Slap, and it just it just pisses, winds me up a little bit, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the re- recent last few games, when he's had a go, the last couple of weeks, he's actually looked quite good. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, you know, I don't know where he um, he's going to play regularly. I think he's a probably, a, for me, he's an impact player, a good player to bring off the bench. Yeah. Because I don't think, I can't see who you drop for him. I can't no. see with the style of player he play, um, unless you drop one of your attacking players like the Real Suitan Townsend's. And I don't think he's a winger, is he? Really? So it's not kind really. Of, so you're not going to do that. He, he, I think he's almost best positioned as like a number ten behind the forward. Right. I think, which, which we don't really play with Bolton, so do we? No, so no, no. So, so I think unless unless Hodgson decides to deviate from his sort of setup with the unlikely, essentially, yeah, essentially three in the middle, three sort of tough tacklers. He's not a tackler, tackler is he, Meyer? He's more of a nice player on the ball. And um, well, this is this is a point that we, we've heard sort of a few people making on, on on general sort of podcast. Also, is something I agree with is that he's not the sort of player that's going to track back and get involved and, and doing sort of defensive work and you, when you've already got a player who's sort of in that position with Wilf who is allowed to sort of alleviate from their uh, defensive duties um, it's difficult to have two of those players yeah. in the same team yeah. um, and you're almost going to concede too much possession and, and give the ball too much to the other team. To be fair though it's a nice problem to have. Of course yeah. It's yeah. one of these things that you know historically and particularly in the first half of the season we weren't really talking about this sort of thing we were talking about we were, so Maya, the conversation, previous conversation about Maya was about is he going to be good enough to play so on and so forth now yeah. he clearly has a role to play he's clearly, clearly decent he's probably a really good player but it's probably where more of an impact sub maybe or yeah, yeah, yeah I, th- I think so because you can change things up with him the other dynamic that Hodgson's got now is the striking thing which yeah. previously was so so bad and you know it's like oh who's going to play up front devoid of any sort of choice yeah they? yeah and, and, and you essentially had two midfielders up front at one point didn't you in, yeah. in, in uh, Townsend's a hard midfielder but essentially he's a winger um, 
Yeah, and, and now, now you've got uh, a sort of choice of what, four, I guess? Well, you've got Benteke, Batsawire, obviously on loan, um, Wickham, who's whenever he's fit, is available, and then obviously there's oh, Townsend, Townsend. Sacco, so Bakri yeah. Sacco as well yeah, as another so option. Quite a good bit of selection there. Sacco even got on yet, Bakri Sacco. He, he came he on came for the last 10 minutes, didn't right, he? Yeah. I think. Um, again, there's, there's options there, isn't it, on there? And, and again, that's without, that is without us having to go out and spend £30 million on a striker. Yeah. You know, okay, Benteke was that sort of money and he's come back from injury, but then you've got Wickham come back. What do you pay for him? £10 million? Wickham was about. I think it was eight to nine million, but I, th I think it was one of them ones where the fee goes up. Right, right. He's probably not played enough games yet to get. Very much doubt it, no. <laughs> poor bloke. But no, it's, it's, it's a nice problem to have, for you, and it's, it's it's a good thing that Palace have now got these options changed. I know people are saying about should should the Batman play, should Benteke play, X Y Z. That's an interesting nice. one, isn't it? I mean, sort of should should Betsuai play ahead of Benteke, someone who, who's obviously just come back from a very serious knee injury. Uh, obviously, Batsuai to us is a bit of an unknown quantity because I don't think we've seen enough of him to make that decision. Um, I, I, I personally wouldn't play um, him over Benteke just yet because Benteke has actually looked decent when he has been back from injury he's looked it's looked good as a I know people say he's not a target man but he's, he's oh, good as aerial, a man his aerial front. presence is something you, you can see we've really missed isn't it I mean it's it's it's, it's quite impressive the fact that you can sort of ping the ball up to him and he'll sort of hold it up he'll win most things in the air to be fair um, it's just you know I think with Benteke you probably need a player playing off playing off of him don't you for someone who's going to flick it on too yeah, I maybe mean, that, that maybe that's where Maya comes in. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I, th I think that that's a good option actually to have, isn't it? I would like to see him get a proper run, Benteke. And I know you know he hasn't recreated the form he previously has shown, but you know he's clearly got him in it. It's um, obviously a confidence it, it? thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. If you see him score 17 goals in his first season, you don't automatically become a, a bad player overnight, do you? Just because you've had an injury or, exactly. or a bad season. Exactly. And you could say the current setup doesn't really play to his strengths, but but you know then if he's got enough in and around him, he can be decent. And also, essentially, if he gets in the box enough. And the amount of balls that are going to come in from Zahar and Townsend as well, there's, a, there's service, isn't there? Well, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? The fact that if you've now got Benteke uh, and you don't have to rely on Townsend and Zahar to play up front, mm. you can almost switch them back to wingers and therefore provide them with that sort of provide Benteke with that sort of service that hopefully, you know, like he did in his first season, if he's got those sort of wingers that, that he can feed off, he might be able to score some goals. I'm not forgetting also he's got PVA and um, Wambasaka who yeah, also of like to get almost. get the ball in the box. So yeah, there's, there's options there for Palace, which is a nice problem to have given it would probably look quite bleak at the start of the season and yeah. you know, the bit of doomsday scenario in many ways. Yeah, so let's, let's go back to the FA Cup um, and let's talk about, obviously, because Palace are through to the next round um, with uh, goals from Max Meyer. Oh, we haven't mentioned that. He got, he got, he got his goal, didn't he? He got his uh, headed goal, which was about a yard off, out, out from, um, from, from the line, so uh, he got his goal. Um, next round, obviously, there's a few teams in there that... Um, Palace, you know, you'd be probably favourable to to draw draw against. So you've got Wolves, Millwall, us, Man City. Obviously, tonight's game is Chelsea, Man United, Swansea, Watford, and Brighton. I mean, looking at that, as a Palace fan, you're just thinking anyone but Man City, aren't you? Um, or anyone but Man City or Chelsea, the winner of Chelsea, there, Man United. There's some interesting ones, aren't there? In there, because Millwall would obviously be a derby in the first. Yeah, I'd love the Millwall away. It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Millwall away. Yeah, I'd love the So Millwall I wouldn't away. like that because I think that gives them a big advantage because they would get a good turnout for that. Well, you think Millwall home? I, I prefer Millwall at home. If I had, to, I wouldn't. I, I, my, my preference of the of the draw would be Swansea at home because the other teams we have something against. So you've got Palace, Millwall, Palace, Brighton, Palace, Watford. Obviously, is a bit of rivalry and kind of um, challenge there. Mm. And then you really don't want to get Wolves, Man City, or Chelsea. So I, I would say that the perfect draw of Palace would be Palace at home with Swansea. But as the FA Cup as a whole, looking at that, I mean, you've only got sort of three 
big clubs left in it, obviously given the game tonight and potentially two afterwards. So yeah. it's looking, it's, it's good for the cup, isn't it? The fact that you've got this opportunity in these, you know, no disrespect, but lesser teams, I'm including Palace in there, you know, that have a chance to sort of go to Wembley. Because of course, we're, at the moment, we're only one game away from the semi-final at Wembley. Yeah, perfect draw for the neutral, I guess, and for the, the person who wants to see the cup. To, you know, be interesting this year. So the quarter-final will be Man City versus Chelsea or Man United. Yeah, the winner of the tonight's game. Because then you yeah. get rid of one of them, don't you? Yes. And then the semi-finals has got like, one of those big teams, and then you've got a couple of Premier League teams, a couple of Championship teams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what the, the draw is. Um, but we'll we'll wrap it up there for now. And uh, next time you'll hear from us will be half time at the FC Midland versus Albor game. Um, so we'll bring you the. Uh, oh yeah, pop 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 part four, as it were. Um, we'll bring you the uh, updates then. So um, chat again. Cheers. Here we are, six point podcast, we're at half time at the MCH Arena. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is uh, FC Midland 1, ARB Alborg 0. And Paul Nacho will be only going to the game at half time. Here with Matthew Tittle. reaction to the first half. Oh, yes. Uh, very, very late goal. Must have been what, 44 minutes on the clock? I, so thought, it was, I thought it was injury time, wasn't it? Yeah, not, not, not long before the referee uh, blew the whistle, but yeah. And it's a foxy dog, so it's a wolf. That's a wolf. It was a good first half, I think. I really enjoyed it. Um, Midtjylland, they seem the better team, um, stronger team. I don't know much about this league, but they seem to be more dominant. They seem they've, to be they've more, been more dominant team, haven't they? I think standout players for me have been um, the pop man, Paul Inocho. Um, he's about 11 foot tall, isn't he? Six foot seven, I think he is. Um, he's been at the club for a number of years. He was loaned up for the year or a few years ago, but um, he, he's had a play. Obviously, he's the man who's made a difference. Obviously, everything's been going through. They've been playing the two wingers, um, which has been Aaron Mabel, who's the Australian, who uh, came from um, Adelaide United, who came on. Uh, I think it was a moment of the tour that signed Adelaide. Another week for Kelly, sorry. From Adelaide uh, last season, also uh, number 36 in the world, that's out as well. So, quick wingers and a big man up front, sort of a classic combination. They play with wingers, but interestingly, they, they, they have wing backs as well. Uh, and their wing backs, uh, so number five is, is for me, standout man, Mark. Number six. Down, Hendo, no, it's number six. Number six. Well, the, the, whoever the geezer was on the right-hand side, yeah, he, was, he was pushing on and they didn't seem to be using enough, so they got these, these two wingers who were quick, but they just, they just they could use more of the width they've got for the disposal, but no, they, they, look, they look good. If I was an um, Albert fan, I'd just be enjoying the jumping around, because they're, they're fanatics, they're ultras, whatever you want to call them, are wicked. They're, they're massively they're outnumbered, aren't they? We've moved now for the uh, half-time for the shootout, so uh, what's the action for that? Um, for the first half, we've got right by the Albert crowd. And they're making a head of a racket, to be fair. I mean, there's only probably about, I don't know, 80 of them, maybe? 80 or 90 of them? Lucky for 100 of them, yeah. They're making some noise. And then we've moved the other side here. We've got the Midtjylland Ultras, and there's probably about, I don't know, 150 behind the goal here. Um, and obviously, it's, it's, it's a flashy Ultras, but um, great atmosphere, you've got to say, for a little stadium, which looks very much like the keep. It looks like Doncaster Street. Yeah, no, it? it feels like Doncaster Street as well. It kind so of it's goes... the red seat. Well, the red seat, and, <laughs> and, the, and the way it's filled goes all the way around as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so, comparisons to last night, because obviously we're comparing two Danish stadiums. Yeah. 
So I preferred last night because I felt yeah, better prospect to the pitch through that upper tier, Yeah, but then even onto the lower tier, kind of where, where, the view we've got in the upper tier is kind of the view in last night in the lower tier. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, nice, nice little ground. Uh, the beer last night, I preferred the beer last night. Did you? Well, I think the beer's better tonight. Well, the, the cup things are funny, aren't they? Oh, you're loving the cup. You've got to take that home. Thing you put your thumb in, that's, yeah, that's great. Uh, and, and the hot dog, you've got a hot dog, right? Uh, well, you know what? Rating the hot dogs. If we're going to rate Esberg versus FC Michigan hot dogs, then Esberg are winning easily. I mean, hot dog at uh, Michigan. I've got to say the skin's a bit too hot. It needed a bit of chewing. Um, Still enjoyable, don't get me wrong. I mean, you can't go wrong with a foot long, but. Um, take take what, a speck of that one you will. <laughs> but, yeah. but going back to the game, a couple of notable mentions. Um, Captain Jacob Paulson, I think, has been quite good. And then number 10, Ivan, is the Brazilian, I think, is also. Those two have been sort of like the playmakers, as it were. Um, for the other team, I mean, Anthony had a look in, I think, uh, number 7, uh, Oliver. Oh, God, you can say that word. Abelgard. He had his one, basically, uh, album one chance we split through. Somehow managed to do some sort of 30 yard run and get a curving shot away just to keep red on the way. They've, they've definitely come for a point, haven't they? Oh, they've come to sit, soak up the pressure, and Classic then catch them on the race. Yeah. That's my problem. So that's what else you do, When they have got a chance on the play, at least they've, at least they've given it a go and yeah. they've been. You know, they've been pretty uh, efficient in their, in their usage of that chance. It's just they haven't had a lot to work on, and they've come, they've come to draw a result on the well. So it's interesting because we were obviously in line with the uh, Albrecht defence in the first half, and we sort of noted that they sort of started lining up with a back three um, with um, some, some people remember Yoras Okore, who was an uh, ex Aston Villa man, who was uh, their captain. He's sort of mopping up everything. He's uh, a big bloke. Who's the bloke to his right? Because he's decent as well. Uh, is that number six? Number four? No, number four. Number four. Labs, yeah. Blackboard. Sorry, as a, 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 a centre-back partner, they were decent. They were very tired. It's, it's just they've come for a point. It's a classic away performance, you know, in terms of trying to grind something out. Um, and Mitchell, it was a case of when they got a, a chance. They did have a couple of chances earlier on the first time. About 20 minutes ago, they had two chances. He quick the Yeah, yeah. And, and the goal... Jack and Brian. Yeah. Dropping, all, dropping all the names tonight. Good job you've got a programme. What was you doing about a programme? I don't know anyway. Knowledge. Okay, sorry. Oh, there's always Wikipedia. So, oh, that as well. But the programme's in front is giving you great tool here. But, yeah, the goalkeeper, uh, Ryan, I was looking at Ryan, yeah, Ryan. Yeah. He, he had a couple of good save around 20 minutes. I and mean, then it wasn't until, to be fair, then it was about a flat 20 minutes. It was. It was and it wasn't until Mitchell had a proper, a proper chance for half time. Well, two chances in a row, a couple of corners, and then you say that, that geezer's about 11 foot tall. Mabit, is it Mabit? No, no, um, you're thinking of. Number um, uh, Yeah, he's he's six, he's six foot seven. He's he's six seven. Seven. Same size as Peter Crouch, just for just for sort of comparison. But to be honest, though, he's not like although he's big, he's not gangly. Like Crouchy looks like quite gangly. You know, he's quite he's quite muscular as well. I think he's been at Michigan for about five seasons. Broke through in about 17, still under that sort of 22, 23 years old. And I think he is potentially going to be because it picked up um, on the bigger clubs sort of going through, which is how sort of clubs like Midland have sort of made their money going through the you, you, Me and you have noted that on our entrance to the stadium, they've got big posters of certain players. So Winston Reid is obviously um, is obviously here, he's an ex um, Midland Academy player, they sold to West Ham for a lot of money. There's a, we've got a cup here, a beer cup with Julian, number 22, who I think. Played last season for uh, 
the original here sold to Ajax. I'm sure there's an Alex Silva um, sign somewhere else as well. You know, that, that seems to be the way that they're sort of making their money and sustaining themselves, um, which they need to be if they want to compete in the Europa League and even the Championship. Along with corporate, again, that, whatever, that, corporate. whatever the Danish Super League is doing for corporate, it's working. The English Premier League, well, the Premier League clubs obviously get corporate because of the because of all they have the brand. But the scale, the scale. Yeah, I mean, you look at you, you look at the scale. I mean, we're sitting opposite here now. It's a whole stand, isn't it? It's huge. A whole stand corporate. I mean, they all get their little blankets and that sort of thing. I mean, obviously the locals bring blankets and they've got their own seat protectors and all sorts. I want a blanket. I want a blanket. It's, <laughs> it's cold. Mate. It's, it's cold. Crazy. But. Um, it's but yeah, I mean, you're, we're looking opposite now at the stand, which is it almost resembles like the race course stand. You know, the sort of thing you can see at a race course. You know, the Greyhounds. Or the Greyhounds, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're thinking Wimbledon Arena back in the day before Speedway. Um, Speedway. I think it's Speedway, obviously. But yeah, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Um, and you're next here from us with a bit of a, uh, a full time analysis. Um, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, it doesn't matter because the whole pod goes over one go, so you won't know anyway. Um, Depends on how many, uh, what is this, not Carlsberg, is it, what is this? I've got no, it's a local beer, mate. Mitchell and beer. It's, uh, it's enjoyable, it's nice nice cold. Um, like, anyone, it, like everything else here in Central Jutland, mate, absolutely right. freezing. We're out minus two here, mate. If anyone wants a souvenir cup, ebay.co.uk, come and see. eBay, uh, with an Esberg flag that we've got last night, because you already spot one on eBay, that was around 50, so that's profit. So, we'll uh, catch up with you uh, soon, take care. Welcome back to the uh, Six Pointer podcast, recording from uh, Billund International Airport here in Central Jutland in Denmark. The, uh, the pod on tour is coming to a close now, Matthew. Um, what did you just pick up? Because obviously last time we spoke was uh, a half-time at the uh, Midland game um, versus Alborg, and it was one at half-time. Final score finished uh, Midland 2, Alborg 1. Um, with the uh, second goal coming in um, for Midland about five minutes, five ten minutes into the um, second half. Um, thoughts on that? It was an interesting one, wasn't it? Because the, the ref and the liner had to have a good old chat for a couple of minutes about whether they were going to give it or not. Initially, um, it went in and the place uh, so, so it was a loop, it. So probably worth mentioning, it was a looping header from sort of just, just sort of inside the 18-yard line um, from Evander and uh, Paul Inacho jumped with it. And I think he might have been in an offside position and that's what the contention was. It, it certainly caused a debate, didn't it, between the, the officials and, the, and there, was a, there was a pause and it looked like it wasn't going to be given. Um, did, you, did you notice the goalkeeper run pretty much the length of the pitch after they made the decision? Though? That was interesting. He, he was on the halfway line. Oh, really? Line. I, yeah. no, I didn't see that. It was, they were remonstrating with the ref for quite some time afterwards. But, but yeah, and then Alborg pulled a late one back, didn't they? There's a, there's a theme here in 2-1 results on the, on the pod into a, on onto a trip. Um, <laughs> Yeah, money's worth it. Three, three goals a game, six, six goals in six two and games. Two, yeah, yeah, nice little ratio there. But no, it's, it's good. Uh, it, you know, comparisons last night to the um, uh, the Esport game before. Um, you know, in terms of the, the whole experience and the obsession with hot dogs out here. Loving, uh, loving the hot dogs, mate. <laughs> loving the hot dogs. And um, and the, the souvenir cups and those sorts of things, which is a nice little touch. And then. Um, you know, also the, the the whole sort of family feel to the game and the the rug the rug crew out rug crew. Night, and also what we saw last night was that people were coming with um, seat cushions as well. Yeah. So that, that's that's another thing. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think their seats were necessarily that uncomfortable, but no. um, I, I think they're ready for the cold, aren't they? Because it yeah. was it was pretty Baltic last oh, it, night. It, the temperature proper dropped last night. It was absolutely freezing. But that was good. It was it was another good experience. Another nice. Nice little uh, trip out, saw a different stadium, uh, got involved with the beers, 
big time. Yeah, um, I think that was went, went heavier uh, last night than we did against Esper. But uh, yeah, even though we had a longer journey back to the um, back to the hotel last night, but uh, no, it was entertaining, wasn't it? All in all, in all it's good. I'd say, I'd say Danish football's definitely um, definitely got it nailed in terms of being inclusive for uh, you know all different. Uh, wants and needs in terms of attendant football. Um, you know, like the same, same as the night before, really. They've had the ultras down um, either end, uh-huh. which which was good. Um, Great atmosphere, didn't it? Yeah, and, and he really, the, the acoustics in the stadium were interesting, weren't they? Because it depended which end of the stadium you were as to the real experience you got. So we moved, didn't we, for the second half just to get a different view and different experience. And in the first half, we were right by the, um, the Allborg. Um, Auburg uh, Ultras uh, and that's, that's, there, that's all you could hear yeah. but then when we moved to the other end all you could hear was the Michelin's I think, I think that's that's quite interesting isn't it because I mean I think we in England we associate new stadiums with a lack of atmosphere yeah. whereas this one was a relatively new stadium I think it was, like I said, I think it was built in 2004-2005 and obviously the roof played, uh, played uh, uh, a good part in carrying the atmosphere which, which, which was good and something you don't often get in new stadiums and also the fact that you were quite close to the pitch as well yeah. say new stadiums in England you tend to be quite far removed from the playing action and it almost felt like um, given the configuration of the stand you were almost on top of the, top of the pitch which was, which was really good yeah, I, I think we said when Mark said last night when we were there at the game that the, um, the stadium reminded us of Doncaster's mm. Keyboat Stadium uh, in terms of the sort of the look and the feel and the layout of it. Whereas the, the game the night before, the Esberg Stadium was, was um, I don't know, it was a lot more of a traditional football ground sort of feel to well, it. I it suppose was, the upper yeah, it, was a, it was an older ground that had been recently redeveloped anyway, so right. I think that's probably why. Um, obviously, one of them was sort of like a, a newer stadium, and the other one sort of had some work done to it. So maybe that was why. But no, but, but all in all, really good. And, and it seems that they 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 um, they look after the supporters both the home and away. So mm. you don't you don't feel that there's a kind of when they're going to the away game, um, like maybe a home where uh, where. I don't know. You find as an away fan, you don't seem to be treated very well. But over here, they seem to cater them really, really well. You know, they've got the space for them. Um, it doesn't seem to be too. I don't know. The, the police presence at the game the night before was there, but it didn't seem to be sort of um, over the top. Yeah, and, and and you know, you could see the, the the fans queuing to get in and being searched. But again, it was appropriate, I guess. They, t- they seem to treat football fans well over here, and I guess that treat more respect. Yeah, that 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 gives you a better. Um, response from people as well. If people Definitely. treated well, you know. So, but no, all in all, really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, lots of things that I think English football could learn over here. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, really, really good experience all in all. Yeah, definitely. And something I think that um, both you and I spoke about is that we'd like to go to a few more Scandinavian games, maybe some more in Denmark, um, some other games, other, other parts of the country we haven't been to. Uh, obviously, there's the uh, Tipper League and or Elite Seven in, in Norway, which I'd like to um, like to go to, and also the Swedish Premier League. And we were saying that, you know, it's, it's quite good to get to. I mean, because from London, obviously, you only spend an hour, hour and a half on a plane. And travelling around Denmark has been really easy in terms of the, the transport, yep. which has been on time. Um, it's quite military sort of uh, precision with what we were with sort of timings and, and, and sort of the routes and things like that. It's been really easy to get around. So a really enjoyable experience overall. Yep, recommend it if you're interested in doing it. Do it. Really Definitely. Good. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we will bring the uh, the pod on tour to a close then. Um, we'll be back with you with the uh, the full pod, uh, the full real pod. Um, it's not the real one. This is the, this is the fake one. It's fake one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next week at some point, um, with reaction to the uh, Premier League games. Um, I hope you enjoyed this, um, and uh, speak to you next week. Bye bye. Take care. The Six Pointer Podcast. <laughs>